Hey everybody, welcome back to the Channel 79 Podcast Network of Podcasts. It's Vince coming back at you after one week hiatus from technical difficulties. Shout out to J.R. Luke for stepping in. What up, um, world? And we're back. While we're back, Vince and T are back. What's up, T? Um... About two hours ago, I thought this would be a oh, yeah. nice uh, Mayweather-McGregor preview, and then uh, some crazy stuff happened tonight. A trade in the NBA, a failed drug test in UFC. So I thought we were going to have a nice, smooth show, and then uh, stuff kind of jumped the rails a couple hours ago, but nothing we can't handle. No, nothing really. Right. Anything you want to get into before the two big current events? All right. Yeah. Uh, I just have one. Um, Odell Beckham last night. Um, I don't. If nobody saw it, he kind of was on like a like a flag route towards the outside. Eli Manning uh, threw a ball a little high. He went up for it, and the defender. Went for the tackle right at the knee, lower leg area, and caught his ankle in the turf. And uh, a little scary for sure for Giants fans or fantasy football Odell Beckham owners. But, yeah, he like. Uh, and then he, so he went down and then yeah, what he uh, right away. Was down and for a little bit like, and then jogged to the locker room. Like, oh my god! Is that right? Goes, and and people right away were speculating that it was concussion because he it does at the end of the play look. Yeah, like it definitely looked bad. A little bit you know smacks his head against the against the ground but what i saw right away was the defender diving at his leg and his the toe of his cleat gets caught and like his knee buckles kind of weird now the good thing the good thing was he was like behind him a little bit so you know when people stand or stand and you kick out, kick out mm-hmm. their leg a little bit it you know gives a little so it did look like that but yeah he he was down for a little bit and then he got up and jogged to the bench area and like wrapped a towel around his head and whatever and you could just tell that he was like frustrated slash probably scared a little bit um and so he got out so then after about a couple 10-15 seconds he got up and he just jogged right to the tunnel and the cameras picked him up there and um followed him into the tunnel and maybe i don't know 25 steps in he just like went to his knees and was like, I was like, oh my god, this is, this is gonna be terrible. And then they kind of cut away from it a little bit, and they didn't give us any news for a while. And then they just Lisa Salters kind of came on and was like, you know, he went through the concussion protocol, everything's fine. And then they showed the cart that he was gonna be, you know, carried out on to go get his X-rays. So, pretty. Yeah, so it's a good Yeah, so it, so that's a good breakdown. And then the official diagnosis, I guess, is a uh, sprained ankle. Um, so he got extreme. I mean, he got fairly lucky. That's all it was, a sprained ankle and uh, maybe a, a bone bruise or something in there. And um, he was checked for a concussion. He was cleared with that. Yeah. And then he was out on the sidelines in the, you know, in the second half there. So he's got to think nothing major is wrong if you're back out on the field. So... Um, but I, I did I did see the hit and 
Um, I don't know. I don't know who the defensive back was, but I mean, he did go right, right at the the knees there, which is a scary place to get hit, for sure. Um, but I mean, that's the. Yeah, I just. I mean, I know. I mean, it's obviously, the target area. Unfortunately, game, I guess now that you can't. I, I realize it's it's not as black and white as a lot of people want to make it out to be. Um, the one thing though that I kind of noticed when during that play is, like, he's already calf level by the time Odell is just landing. It's like you like he dove way too early, and. Yeah, like he either he dove way too early or he intentionally went that low, and I'm not saying he intentionally tried to yeah, he was hurt way down Odell below or whatever. I'm just thinking like he yeah. completely misplayed that defensive play because assuming assuming Odell makes a or or Eli makes a better pass and Odell doesn't have to make that kind of catch, I mean that defender would have been laying on the ground as Odell ran past him because he was way early on that play. So it was just bad form in general on that defender's part. And then you look at it and it's like, oh my god, like if he was a half second early or a half second later maybe, it would have been a really ugly injury and Odell kind of did get lucky um, to only get a, a sprain. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say if, if that if he makes contact with his knee a tenth of a second later, his knee is, is destroyed. Because his foot would have been planted on the ground, the spikes yeah, would have been dug in, and he probably would have been you know uh, turning a field on that inside knee, and it would have just been obliterated. A tenth, a, yeah, a tenth of a second later. So. He did get extremely lucky as far as timing goes, and uh, he's, uh, you know, yeah, he's not, he hasn't I mean, made NFL money yet. He's still on his rookie deal, so he's taking a risk being out there at this point. You know, not not, not holding out like Bell or uh, Aaron Donald out in Los Angeles. He's, yeah, I mean, it's... He's fighting for his uh, just goes first, to show you, you know, two first parts real payday. Right? Like so, you're so saying, that would have been a major blow to... Aren't participating for that In reason. a lot of different ways, for sure. But it, goes, it also goes to show you why the teams aren't interested in extending those players early. Because assume assume he gets a big, a big payday there, and then this happens. Like, how do you feel... How do you think the team feels paying all that money out and then not, you know, getting any rewards for this season. So that's why, you know, those teams wait till the, you know, virtually the last second to make those deals, and they don't usually pay people one or two years in advance um, just to make the player happy, because it's just not. It's a business at the end of the day, and if you're going to spend that kind of money, you want to make sure you get production. situation for you know both yeah. management and the player because um, obviously the player of his caliber yeah. should be making more than he's making right now for sure I don't, I don't know what his salary is but it's not enough um mm-hmm. but i mean you can't like i said i mean if, if he signs a contract this offseason and 
and the, and the Giants yeah. lose him to that knee injury the whole season mm -hmm. probably. And that's, I mean, yeah, insurance I will take makes, a big chunk of that probably. But I think he's still, under, uh, like a little shy under $2 million Not a good year. business decision to, um, either, I mean, any any business which is so not a good business decision. And I guess there was a report last night after this that he's seriously considering uh, taking out a big insurance policy. Yeah, which uh, is nothing. Worth well, the article I'm reading is from Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports. It says he's exploring an insurance policy worth roughly a hundred million dollars if he has to if he has to play this season under his rookie deal. Uh, according to the report, the one-year insurance policy is worth a hundred million dollars. Beckham would roughly pay six hundred thousand dollars. So I mean, he's you know he's he's willing to pay six hundred thousand dollars to. Get a one mil, a hundred million dollar insurance if, you know, in case he gets hurt. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, if he does do that, yeah. you would think he'd work that payment back into well, he his, got that, his new contract somehow. Well, he got that money from Nike, um, right? But still, I mean, sure. that's. 45% of his yearly salary. Yeah. Or close, I don't, I don't know the exact percentage, but... Right, right, yeah. Well, I'm sure he has Nike money and, what, head and shoulders money and, uh... I mean, New York City, he's got to have local stuff all over the place there. But still, $2 million salary is, uh... For a player of his caliber is is uh, is a luxury. Like when they were they were paying Russell Wilson that much money, they could spend it elsewhere. But the Jets, but the Giants don't have that uh, star-studded of a roster for saving that kind of money. Yeah, in that position. But, but uh, I mean, that's just the really only thing of note in the preseason. I think. I think uh, this coming week will be the tipping point of the preseason. You know, some starters will be announced, and uh, mm -hmm. some starters will get some playing playing time. And then week four will be nope. The only uh, well, I know, did I the, 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 the only guys was, fighting for roster slots basically. Um, so I don't know how you uh, how you've been following. Well, you probably haven't been following it at all. But, but you have anything Eagles there? Training camp. Um, they said apparently, as as a homer, I'll bring up the Eagles. Um, Apparently, Blunt has looked has been heavy. He was supposed to be, and has looked tired. Um, so it just kind of goes to show you. Now the reports out today were that Doug Peterson, their head coach, said Blunt is going to be a major factor in the Eagles' offense this year. So kind of you know, you know, a couple different reports. But if it's true that he's fat and slow, then it just goes to show you, you know, Belichick again. You know, got rid of a player who had 18 touchdowns last year, and is getting rid of him at the right time. So that's only that was my one of my big concerns when they signed Blunt was, yeah, he was great last year, and there's no way he scores 18 touchdowns again rushing. But at this, but he also comes from Bill Belichick, who is, you know, has made a living off of getting players get getting rid of players at the right time. So whenever anybody comes over from England, I'm always hesitant, like, wait a second, you just came from 
Belichick and he left to leave. So <laughs> it's, it kind of always scares me in that. And then to hear that he's, you know, uh, fat and slow, it's like, oh, you know, Belichick got us again. But <clears throat> that's all, that was my only other <laughs> NFL nugget. Da na na Wait, that that's not the breaking news sounder. Um, I think I just got Friday. Breaking news. Maybe I'll go meet him there. Um, oh no, I'll be in fucking oh, or Erie. Looks like Le'Veon Bell is gonna report to camp on Friday. Sorry, Le'Veon, I'll have to catch you next week. Yeah, you'll be there. Oh yeah, we'll be golfing. Um, yep, in the NBA. Yeah, so it's the breaking news there. It looks like Le'Veon Bell will be reporting to Steelers camp by the end of the week. All right, that's let's it for get football into the news for me. Uh, I just have some notes outside of the realm that we don't usually, just some mentionables. Uh, the, little, the Little League World Series is on right now. So if you're watching TV, check that out. The finals will probably be next weekend or something, so that's always fun to watch. USA versus the world in the finals. Um, and that's it for that. And SummerSlam was this weekend. Kind of a must card, so I don't really need to go in other than that. But, um, um, that. And, uh, Bo wanted to talk about the Marlins being 500, so hello, Bo. That's Bo and the Marlins. Yep, only sponsor of the show so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, me and my dad used to go when I was a kid a lot. And then I went uh, two years ago, I think, nice. when Monet was pitching that for that Philly team, I believe. That's where she was from. Yeah, I went to when went with Troy to one of her games. She was pitching, and fun fact: yeah, it was Danny Almonte, perfect game. Ball. Me and my dad were there for that. <laughs> yeah, we just stumbled. We just stumbled into it. We're like, like we got there, we walked up the field, and it was him throwing his perfect game. So that's, yeah, it was crazy. I, yeah, he never, was like signing autographs and stuff after the game, and uh, he was like a you know, celebrity there in Williamsport, so, yeah, that's a, that's a Vince fun fact for everybody. Yeah, it's cool, I've never been there. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's cool, I mean, it's free to go, pay to park, pay for your food, pay for, you know, souvenirs or whatever, but, you know, you just walk in and it's free. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, we, we, I mean, we, like, a couple times we went just during the week, and then we started going during, for, like, the finals there, when it used to be in prime time, it was sweet, now they play it at, like, 3.30, which kind of sucks, but it used to be at night, under the lights, you know, with yeah, the Goodyear blimp Arnold's and everything, that was pretty Pirates cool. just played there yesterday, I think, or two days ago, But I think. now it's, like, at 3.30, and it's kind of sucks now, but that's whatever. I think they played an MLB game this, this, yes. this year there. 
yeah it's a good way for them to get in in touch with the younger crowd right because yeah, so everything's free there i don't think so uh that's oh well, i don't there. i don't know if they gave i think they played the minor league stadium there i assume so they did pretty cool but i don't I speak to that uh, some definitely yeah yep I don't know, it's definitely a good look for the major leagues to have any kind of connection to uh, Little have, League Baseball that they can, you know, get thing. kids it's more interested or involved yeah, or whatever it takes, my, really, so my definitely a good move there. Um, yeah, I was reading this. Um, um, Want to get into that call news I was, I was now. just wondering, there's, so there's eight teams that have had the same quarterback All right, for one more years. football. And I was just one. What? Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's eight. There's eight teams in the NFL this year that will that their starting quarterback has been there for ten plus seasons. And yeah, and I was just wondering if you could guess any of the eight. Currently, like right now, that are Brady still playing. Is number one. He's been there since two thousand and one. He's the longest tenure, I guess. Drew Brees has been in New Orleans since 2006. Well, Brady's got to be one. Rodgers has been there for, has been starting since 2008. It says. Uh, has Drew Brees been in New Orleans 10 years? Rivers has been there since 2004. Rodgers, yeah. I don't know if he's been starting for 10 years, but. A couple guys in Philip Rivers' class. Nope. Uh, Philip Rivers. Oh, Eli. Eli, since 2004. Well, that's four out of eight. Yep, since well, 2004. Now it gets a little crazy for me. Carson Palmer. Yep, now that you're missing the two most recent. Uh, These ones are Oh, coming. Eli. Oh, you'll get one. Um, Big, Big Ben. So that's six. Nope. Oh, jeez. Uh, let me think, I think here. Uh, Steelers Andrew Luck hasn't been there ten years, not even close, probably. No. Flacco. Um, and then NFC South. Trying to go through the teams. Drew Brees division. Really, no. Kansas City now. The the un the un yeah the unreal Matty Ice, fake fake Matty Ice. Oh and, uh, Dalton. Oh no Flacco Flacco. No he's he's like the he's like a ghost like about. nobody really knows about him. <laughs> nobody talks about him ever. Oh Matt Ryan. Yeah, um yeah oh well, he's definitely a white yeah those two were tough. There. Because um, Flacco just like doesn't even really exist. He's so he so out of those eight teams, they won more playoff games than the rest of the league combined, which kind of makes sense. I mean, if they're there, they can't. He's like stuck north of the wall sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And of those eight guys, um. Seven of the last nine Super Bowls were won by those by one of those eight guys. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, and the only and the only other two that won a Super Bowl that aren't those are Peyton you know, Manning and Russell Wilson. Here, the league, the last nine years. Up, you know, the middle of the road that, guys, but yeah, I mean, that's just that's unreal. I think that was a tweet from somebody. I, I don't remember who it was, but I don't want to take full credit for that. But I was like, I was just yeah, reading that the other day, and I was like, that's at like at the same time, it's really interesting. But it's also like when you think about it, it's logical and common sense. That's like, crazy. They've been back for ten years, starting quarterback for the same team for ten years. They must have had some some level of success, and all those guys had. I mean, Flacco did Flacco win a Super Bowl? So Matt Ryan is the only one of that group. Oh yeah, yeah. Ryan and Rivers are the only one, two of that group that haven't won a Super Bowl, and obviously Tom won multiples. Eli's won a couple. Yeah, I think and Ben won a couple. Right? Three in the world that each have won. So it's just that's nuts. Well, Rivers. If you have, just goes to show you, you have a good quarterback, you can accomplish a lot in that league. Yeah. Well, Jesus, Drew Brees. Drew Brees went to went to New Orleans the year I graduated high school. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it's crazy ago. to think that uh, yep. that Matt Ryan's been there for ten years. Yep, that was my last uh, thing. We can get into um, basketball. Though. Yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy too that that was 10 years ago. Yep. So, uh, breaking news, really, I guess. Um, yeah, that's all I got for everything else we get in the basketball. So, I guess I will uh, lay out what happened and you can give your initial reaction. Does that sound good? So, uh, breaking news, really, I guess, in the NBA this uh, tonight. Anti-Zizic. Um, Cavaliers trade Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics for a package of Isaiah Thomas. I said Isaiah, Isaiah Jay Crowder, Anti-Zizic. Oh, let me pull up this other guy's name. And Brooklyn's 2018 unprotected first round pick. Hold on a second, folks. Live TV here. Oh, I just turned my sound all the way down. Hold on, let me get that back. All right, I'm back. What'd you say? You say anything? Uh, yeah. Where's... Uh, where's this kid? Auntie Zizek. Uh, power forward. And, yes, the, uh... Very, the, I mean, that's... That's the thing that really makes the my well. I won't give my thoughts on it, but yeah. So Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Auntie Zizek, and the Nets first round unprotected pick in 2018. So that's uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas six years for not wow. six, years, six million for one year. Crowder six uh, million for three years. I didn't expect years. it. I mean, I expected Kyrie to not, eventually get Auntie, traded. These two mil for four years. I didn't think it was going to be and, to uh, the that Cavaliers first round that uh, one, Nets first round know, pick. So, rivals, I, guess. I mean, I guess they're not real rivals, but 
based off of how the Celtics played the last couple of years, yeah, sure. they're really the only sure. team in the East that I look at and say they're a real contender to knock the Cavs off. And they just traded their best player for the Celtics' best player, I guess. And I, I just, when I seen it, I just said, wow. Um, I, I do like the trade for the Celtics better than the Cavs. Um, you know, Isaiah Thomas is a good player, but I just never really seen him as an elite player. And Kyrie, to me, was an elite player. I would rather have Kyrie for the year regardless of how disgruntled he might be, then have Isaiah Thomas, who they're going to have to pay next year anyway. So I don't I don't really get the move, the move from the Cavaliers' perspective, except the one shining light for them, like you were about to say, is the unprotected pick from the Nets, because I immediately, after I looked at the deal, I went right to the Nets' roster to make sure that I wasn't, you know, forgetting anything, but their roster looks just as bad now as it did at the end of last year. Like, they might only get, I don't know, 15 wins next year. So the Cavs are probably going to have the number one pick next year, or at worst, number two or three. Right. Right, exactly. So if it weren't for that unprotected, and maybe that's what the Cavs thought the whole time was like give us that unprotected pick and we'll do it um but if it weren't for that i would say the Cavs flat out yeah, lost the deal uh, and top three, with that top in there i still think the celtics got the sure. better end i mean if you're the Cavs, you got to think uh, you're getting with, the top three pick for sure. you know because now they added <clears throat> so i think they upgraded a little at point guard over isaiah with Kyrie, and because you know, Isaiah didn't really offer that much defensively. Not that Kyrie's going to, but who would you rather have scoring-wise, Kyrie or Isaiah? I'll take I'll take Kyrie. Maybe a little homer for the Duke thing, but you know they have him, and they added Gordon Hayward in the off season, and they added Marcus Morris in the off season, and they drafted Jason Tatum. So I don't know. I I really like the Celtics roster now. A lot better than maybe even the Cavs. They still have LeBron, obviously, but you know they have an old Derrick Rose. Uh, Shumpert didn't really prove anything this past year to me. They got a aging Kevin Love. They get they have an aging Jay Crowder. Now Jay Crowder on the defensive end is was a huge upgrade for the Cavs, but I don't know. I I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on it? You kind of broke it down from the, the Celtics perspective, so I'll try to give it a little bit of Cavs perspective. Um, I mean, obviously, you're giving Kyrie, who's maybe top ten player in the league at this point, potential to be top five for sure if he matures or you know his game matures and all that kind of fun stuff. So Isaiah Thomas can play, you know, play the point with LeBron, and I think he'll fit in fine. But I don't think the scoring is at the level of, of Kyrie. And like you said, the defense is, is basically non-existent for both players. So that's pretty much a wash. But 
Um, I think as far as matching up with Golden State, which is the the big pitcher anyway, I think Kyrie's a better matchup anyway. Um, Thomas is hope you know is hopefully even playable against Golden State. Really, we don't even know that for sure yet. So, uh, but if Thomas can produce on offense like he did last year, and um, you know, yeah, someone's going to take some of that scoring load. Um, eventually, from LeBron, and yeah, it's not going to be. I, th- I think that that is what that um, is. You know, love not the Kyrie love or anybody else. So he's going like to have a lot of scoring on his shoulders, bit, and I think a little bit of an upgrade. You know, hopefully, there, can provide that for right them that from the point guard. And I don't know. I haven't really watched him play much. I don't know how his distribution skills are. Can you? Less of an injury risk, right? Kyrie's always hurt, but also you can you can rest LeBron a little bit more. Yeah. And put the because Isaiah will play forty minutes a game if you want him to, um, so it, it does give the Cavs the benefit of throughout the season to play LeBron a little bit less and you know be a little bit tax less taxing on his body throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I think he does Isaiah to answer your question. Isaiah does give him a little bit boost in the you know distribution um, part of the game. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know really no idea, so that's good insight there. So that'll be good if he can find, you know, Jr. spot up, Kevin Love spot up, LeBron Cotton, all that kind of stuff. If he can do that, that's a huge plus. Um, you mentioned health. He is coming off a hip injury in the postseason, so it's a little bit of a question mark, but all signs point to, you know, it didn't need surgery, so all signs point to that being a non-issue coming up this year. Um, as far as Jay Crowder goes, he's a big body guy. He was one of those guys that, you know, would match up with LeBron whenever they played against him, so maybe he's a Draymond Green um, spell in the finals, maybe. Maybe he can eat up some minutes on KD in the finals. Um, so that could be an, an interesting matchup there. Um, I think he shoots the three pretty well for how big he is at small forward. I'd have to look that up, but I think his percentage is up there. Um, so like I said, if he can stay healthy, and I'll click on his profile here so I can get a little bit more in there. Um, he's only 27, so they'll get him in his prime. Um, he averaged 14, 2, and 5 last year, so that's not yeah. terrible. Um, yeah, he shot uh, about 40% from 3, so that's solid. And, uh, yeah, so he's going to spell LeBron a little bit, I would imagine, playing playing the same position. You know, eat up some of the minutes so they can give LeBron some rest, like you said there. Um, yeah, so that's uh, uh, I think he's, that's a, I mean, a good rotation guy in, for sure. And then I think uh, he's in oh, Andy up there. Over. I don't know what he's going to bring to the table. They might, you know, he might not even make the roster, or yeah. you know, they might stretch his contract says, out to somebody I mean, else. Little thing, it just says um, was, he's only twenty uh, years old. I don't even know if he's a throw in is, uh, to in, match the salaries. If he's in the state, or if he's but just a stash guy, no didn't idea. look, and he doesn't look like he's NBA ready yet. 
at the summer leagues. So he's probably my my get best guess is they're going to stash him for another year or two. Yeah, because he's only twenty, so he's probably so that's probably just rights to him is what they acquired. Yeah. But he was a first round pick, so you never know. It might be something there. Um, if he even ends up, you know, making the roster. But like you were talking about, that big piece is that Nets um, first round number six is good. That's potentially a number one overall pick. Yeah, so uh, that's an interesting kind of uh, NBA front office stuff. I don't know how that works for the cap and all that kind of stuff, but I'm sure, you know, people smarter than us figure it out. But he was a first round pick, so. You never know. There might be something there um, if he even ends up, you know, making the roster. But like you were talking about, that big piece is that um, Nets first-round unprotected pick because that's potentially a number one overall pick and at least a third, you know, third at the least, I would say. So that's huge. I mean, if you look at it from a point of Kyrie for those three players, not a very good trade for the Cavs. But if you, that that potentially a number one overall pick next year is gigantic. Well, what makes it so big is the potential you have with that pick. Now, if you get a, if you get assurance that LeBron's staying, he signs a contract before the draft or whatever it may be, or he just says, I'm going to stay, then you can take a young guy that he wants to you know play with, or you can flip that pick for a veteran he wants to play with, or multiple veterans he wants to play with. So you have options there, and if LeBron leaves, you have a number one overall pick, that you can build your franchise around again after that. So it's, yeah. I just don't that pick any provides this, is this a LeBron's multitude of options for the Cavs, year on his depending deal? on the scenario LeBron leaves them with in the summer, which is, uh, I mean, that's really the best-case scenario that could have came out of this, is uh, options. I options say, are I good things. We've heard McGregor say that a lot recently. Um, really? So yeah, that I leaves mean, them with uh, I mean, many, I many don't... options this summer, depending on yeah. the options LeBron leaves them with, really. I mean... I think this yeah. move was them. I think this move was Cavs yeah, saying. be a free agent. Um, I don't. Kyrie yeah, doesn't want to be. I here. think you're going to say you don't see any way LeBron leaves, right? What trade can we make that makes LeBron the happiest for this year? And oh, just really? in case he doesn't want to come back okay, next year, and we do a sign and trade with I think it all some comes other down team, to who gives them the best. Then we the have the first that, pick that they can win with. of 2018. And we have some deal that sends good players our way because we're trading LeBron away again in a sign and trade. I th- I think that's what the <clears throat> that's what I think the Cavs looked at and were like, you know, we see we think either LeBron's gonna stay or go. However, they really feel about it. But with this trade and that pick, it kind of gives them a built-in insurance that even if they lose LeBron. They're still going to get probably the number one pick or top three at worst pick, and and therefore they have a little bit of security yeah. when he ultimately right. says, "I'll do trade, a sign and trade." Right. You know, trade me to the Lakers, get Julius Randle in return or something. You know what I mean? So I think that's what they. Right. Yep. And and in reality, you. 
I mean, you're definitely right, that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that first-round pick is, like I said, it's the best of all worlds. It, it's your insurance policy if LeBron decides to leave. And it's it's a, it's a number one overall pick if LeBron decides to stay. I mean, what what is the downside to that? There is no downside to that. And that, it, it, well, I mean, well, I, I guess I, 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 it's the number one pick if LeBron decides to stay, but that's also a... Yeah. A, yeah, uh, I mean, there's a, a feather in your cap that you can bring to your out, meeting with LeBron. You know? They definitely. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what what the what the uh, rankings are. One that trade in the aspect hey, of the first round pick. Three guys we like. Who do you like? We'll draft them. You stay. You play year, with this guy. You like. You mentor this guy. LeBron. And you know, having Kyrie on the team a, uh, wasn't a good bargaining chip for the Cavs. If they need one to keep LeBron in town for sure, for nothing. Yeah. Well, you think if if they go into next year with Kyrie, I mean, you 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 would have thought if they go into next year with Kyrie, LeBron, Kevin Love, Kyrie's locked up for like three more years, I think. Kevin Love, same deal. LeBron decides yeah. to leave. Yeah, that's what I. Uh, and then and that's Kyrie's not happy there you know, anyway. You lose. So you lose LeBron. You lose Kyrie. You want to be traded. So you trade Kyrie. LeBron goes free. You're gonna have and to you trade Kevin Love. He's not gonna want to stay around and be part of a rebuild. So you trade Kevin Love, source of his unhappiness. and then you got nothing. You, have, um, you don't have that. You don't have that number overall pick. So this, this is he probably the best. Uh, is the best case scenario. That first round pick makes it. It's got to be a little bit worthwhile. Some of these players, when all you hear all year long is about how your star player is gonna jump ship. You know, it's got to wear thin on some of these guys. So if if you have the yeah. opportunity to get out before he does, because I'm sure Kyrie doesn't want to be on the key, the Cleveland Cavaliers without LeBron and potentially without Love again. So, you know, you gotta exactly. He wants to he wants to not do that ever again. So get out while you can. And um, it kind of sucks because I wanted to see them go up against the Warriors again, but. Um, I don't. I, I certainly don't blame him for trying to get out now. And in reality, he probably couldn't have went to a better team. <laughs> I mean, like I said earlier, he they were the only team in the East that really you look at and say, well, they're going to give a Cavs the run for a run yeah, for the money in the playoffs. Yeah, he's been there. He doesn't want to see those days again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be oh it's, I mean it's gotta be those two in the Eastern Conference Finals, you would think now. Um so that'll be in it. I think they play opening night as well in Cleveland. I do think 
Yeah, I do think it's I one think interesting. a little wrinkle there, and I just saw a report about you know it kind of clears the way now for Tatum to be the starter. D Wade will probably um, join the Cavs when the contract you know, bought out. Obviously, by the Bulls. he was going to start over Gordon Hayward. So that's and another bench piece for the Cavs. There were some Cavs. thoughts that when the Celtics got rid um, of, uh, but I mean everybody's chasing the, the monster that that they were going to start. Is the uh, Isaiah Crowder the Warriors out in the West and Hayward. Um, and then uh, Marcus Morris so, and Al yeah. Horford. So now with Kyrie, now with uh, uh, Isaiah and um, Jay Crowder gone, it kind of opens up a spot where Kyrie could start at one, and then either Tatum or Hayward at two, and then the other one at three, and then Morris at four, and Al Horford at five. So maybe a little bit of that Crowder, you know, them putting Crowder in the deal was. They really liked what they've seen out of Tatum in in the summer. Yeah, and they have a kind of a, some of the guys that have worked in here. Still Brown, he's been in position with those guys. Yeah, he's yeah he's actually listed as a shooting guard, but yeah, all three or all three of those guys will be the wing. More of a guard, oh yeah, definitely. They're actually yeah they're actually pretty big to be honest. Uh. Jalen uh, Brown, obviously, like you mentioned, and then Abdel Nate, who they've really liked. Yeah, and they have a, Iowa State. kind of a he's out there. too many guys at that position with uh, Brown. Um, he's in the same know, so position. They, they've actually, guys, right? They're a little bit of a lanky team now because the you know the change, obviously, oh, from he, uh, Isaiah, who's more of a three what, five ten or something, part. to Kyrie, who's six. Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he's six three. I mean, he's he gives you automatic height. I mean, so I know that's at one position, but you know when you look at the court, and all of a sudden there's one extra big guy out there, so to speak. Not that Kyrie's huge, but compared to what Isaiah, you know, looks like, so it's interesting. They got a little bit lengthier and lanky. Um, it'll be yeah. I mean, Kyrie's a couple inches there. Yeah. I wonder how Kyrie I can't imagine he's more appealing than Isaiah, but I don't know that to be to be true. It's interesting you know, that uh I know the Boston front office and Brad Stevens is super analytic and super into that kind of stuff. I wonder how yeah. Kyrie analytically is, you know, is appealing. Is he, I don't know if he's as appealing to them as some other guys would be. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. That's just an interesting. That would be an interesting thing to look into if you had. If you're into that kind of stuff, because that's a big part. I know it's a big part of Boston's front office up there is advanced statistics. I think do they call it nowadays. But. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. The, like I no, said, the I'm big, with you. I, I just think the Cavs. Like we said, really. The I mean, big, I think the Celtics the won it, there, but really, Kyrie and, and the first like round we, pick, like pretty we much. Said, that that addition of that pick really helps. It's also even clear. The I mean, field. as they'll and, be off the books, 
Um, like you brought up, Any some people would say the cash, actually more flexibility the, there. The Crowder thing is so they put themselves in a good position when they play the Golden State. Either way, whatever LeBron has to do for sure. So because if you do look back at it's not a popular thing to say, but I think both teams made out you know pretty well for themselves. One of the ways that they've yeah, one of the ways they've been so competitive is, you know, Boston's more of a defensive-centric team, and while they have somebody like Isaiah Thomas who could drop 30 easily on a night, you know, a lot of that, a lot of those games are close because Jay Crowder's able to keep, you know, Clay Thompson or Durant in check. So it's it definitely, that is definitely a positive for that specific matchup. Yeah, they, they played him pretty tough, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, if the Cavs throw out a defensive lineup, that's, yep. I don't know who would play point guard, but no. that's, you know, J.R., LeBron, Crowder, and Tristan Thompson, that's pretty tough defensively if you can get a, a or even if, you know, LeBron's playing the point there, that's well, we guard Curry, I guess, but, you know, Jeff Green, they have a defensive stopper in Jeff Green as well, so they have some flexibility now, they can do some some uh, funky stuff with their lineup and hopefully match up a little better in the finals next year. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting, that's for sure. Never a dull moment. Um, so that's really the breakdown of the trade there for you guys. Do you have anything else to plug in for that? Unknown. I got no more other NBA news, so we can go to the other breaking news of the of the night. In the sport of uh, mixed martial arts in the UFC, the newly crowned champion John Jones has failed a USADA drug test that was in the window of competition. I believe it was couple days after the fight or the day after the fight or something for an unknown banned substance there's some rumors out there of what it may be but nobody really knows yet so we're waiting for that officially um, and there was a, an initial report that they stripped him of his title already but that was a little premature so that hasn't happened yet either but the news being that John Jones failed a USADA drug test in the days following his title uh, his uh, title fight and title victory over Daniel Cormier. So we'll get your reactions there, but <sighs> the immediate fallout of that would be a probably two, three year suspension. Man, this maybe sucks. maybe more than that if it's I a, don't know. I'm, if it's a tough I'm a steroid bit, and then I'm a little bit speechless about the title, this. the title would go I back just, to D C I can't imagine and uh I cannot yeah, imagine the world is, uh, what he's thinking. If it obviously this is all under the they thought they had to start back, and holds and up, apparently they did. They apparently they won't suspended. unless uh, um, it's a 
false positive. Or I just really don't know what he's like thinking. So, uh, how, how do you, how do you possibly? What do you think? Let that happen. I mean, he he's it's probably a career ender. <laughs> to be to be honest, I mean, I know it's. Yeah, I just think that when you're at that high of a level and you're under that level of scrutiny, it just, it just, I don't, I don't know what to say, to be honest. It's, it's the same way I feel about, you know, guys who are in the NFL and they're out smoking weed and they get like eight, eight games, like Josh Gordon, get eight game suspensions and suspended indefinitely, like... Yeah, you're just the completely holds messing up with and everything. Paper, I, 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 would I think just don't so. understand I think Dana said that in a in a media scrum tonight too. Same go thing through did, what so. what especially what Jones has gone through, and then make the comeback that he's made, just to throw it away. Like I, I don't know unless he for some for whatever reason <clears throat> didn't think that he could beat Cormier by himself. I just don't know what he was thinking. And and how you get how you get to this point? So I just hope it's I hope it's false. Um, I mean, a report like this doesn't come out if it's built off of, you know, if it's built off of a bad test. So I don't I don't know. They did say that um, he has the right to appeal or whatever, but I don't know how I don't know what that's gonna help. Yeah, because uh, you said it's just. Uh... Who knows what he was thinking of? If it is a positive test, did he, you know, did he, did he think he did it, or did, uh, you know, some crazy like that? But uh, I believe the team put out a, uh, a statement. Was it a statement? Exactly, you think it would be. They don't know what what caused it. They said they followed all the you know, all the guidelines. So they're hoping it's a misunderstanding. They're hoping they, uh, you know, do something about it. But. If it does, if it is in fact steroids and performance enhancing steroids, as you said, yeah, uh, like you said, it, it's uh, yeah. Who knows what he was thinking? If if it is a positive test, did he, you know, is he, did he think he needed it or did uh, you know, some crazy like that? But uh, I believe yeah, I the just, team put out a, uh, again, a statement, know. which is a statement and like, exactly I, what you would think it would be. They don't know what his team posted, what caused it. They said they followed all the, you know, all the guidelines. That they have so no idea what uh, would have caused it or whatever. Misunderstanding. They're hoping and they, uh, I mean, that's, it you is know, what it do is. something about it. But if it does, if it doesn't affect steroids and performance enhancing steroids, like you said, that's probably a career ender for sure. And if there's um, even a close, there's, there's really there's no even a question that, be a, about like whether it's I think good they said or like bad, three or four years good or bad for um, so that's USADA, pretty much it. You shouldn't even sure. have it anywhere near you, um, and that's just how I feel about it. It's the same with with them understanding the rules, whether when they're in different states. That's your job. You should know that, and I I, I just don't know how to I'll explain it. I mean. I'm more frustrated with the fact that this means that DC is going to be even more intolerable than ever if this is true. Because yeah, I, yeah, he's just sure. going to go back on the same you know, rampage that he's been on before where he's the best fighter in the world and even though he lost to Jones twice now, the first one, which wasn't under question, but now this one definitely is. It's just, to me, it just... 
raises red flags and it's going to make DC even more intolerable watching broadcasts and listening to him break down fights because in this case if if this um, sample is indeed uh, positive for whatever then he's going to actually have like to stand on when he says John, you know, John can't beat him without yeah, that's exactly. you know, using drugs yeah. I mean Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, you're right, but unfortunately, it's not even going to take a um, a retribution or whatever from USADA. I mean, it's already in DC's head that he took steroids, yeah, so he's going to carry that with him. Washington will be in He's going to beat that drum till I, I hope till he's somebody till he's knocks him face, off. You know, so that isn't unfortunately down. that is going to be the the persona of DC moving forward when he's calling fights, when he's performing mm -hmm. fights. No, I mean... He's going to go back to his old ways and uh, nobody right put up now. with that again for however long he's on TV. The one dude... Oh, unfortunately. Um, you know, he's going to get that sense of entitlement Volcan, back. Yeah, and uh, he's the best. He's the champion, although he's yep. lost the belt so, I mean, twice and got it back twice without winning it back from the guy who beat yeah, him. Yeah, I just so. don't know. I mean, he... Well... He he stopped Manawa. I don't know if that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who in that weight class is coming up. I forget, but. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I guess he would be the next guy up. That one dude that just stomps people. Vulcan or something. Oh, it's Demir, right? Yeah, that dude's crazy. That'd be sweet if he beat him. Yeah. Well, he'd have to, he'd have to, you know, stuff some takedowns and some stuff like that. So that'd be a different, different kind yeah. of style for him, anyway. So. Just. Yeah. I mean. It was, it well, was I'll, tell you, I'll tell you something, they, Jones they fight that with and talks for Jones I, I think that that's a, a uh, fight with Stipe at, at heavyweight, or a catch, I don't know what they're going to do, well, but they can, a fight with Stipe. They can fight in an unsanctioned... <laughs> that was what Dana said, was what was in talks yeah, before this game, fucking, obviously, so... They, that's what they should, they should just say, let's they just don't fucking bulk up, a, and uh, let's go to a Tuesday know, a night, that, a Dan White's Tuesday night contender... And fucking fight each other. I mean, obviously they wouldn't do that. They want the pay per view money, but that would have been a sweet fight, um, though. Yeah, I think that's that's the end really of Jones' like career, in my opinion. Unless there's some reason why he could go fight for Bellator without. Yeah, and it passing, and it puts puts our, you know, with our dream of Brock you know, Lesnar and Jones to the that suspension is 
to the stars. That's never going to happen. For fighting, right? That's not a UFC. I was going to say, unless they just agree, just, you know, do your steroids. Or is it? <laughs> yeah. So he can't fight on yeah. your... Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I mean, it's already sucks because it's already out and everybody will thank you today. So, uh, um, so hopefully, you know, something else comes up. So, uh, <coughs> if there's not a bad thing today, tonight. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's been one or two in the past, but. Has there ever been? Uh, false yeah, positives? I think it's a. I think it's a. You saw the suspension. Where they read? Go back and right. test the sample. But I mean, he's. But through all that time, his contract with the UFC will never expire. So he, you know, he yeah. can't really go anywhere else. So. Yeah. So. Uh, hopefully. I mean, it's already sucks because the story's out and everybody will think he did steroids or whatever. But. Um, so hopefully it's. You know, something else comes up, and I don't know. Hopefully, it's not as bad as it seems today, tonight. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sh I'm sure there has. I'm sure there's. I'm sure it's not 100 percent. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know... Yeah, the only one I can think of... Like, Cyborg tested positive and then got Remember a, Ryan Braun had that thing yeah, with the MLB with a retroactive it, it wasn't properly... Exemption. He so won his she had like a, because she proved that she had a legit reason handled. to take it. Whether that, it was so, I mean, legit that wasn't, or whether she just proved a reason yeah. legit. It's, it's a different story. Yeah, so there is ways to circumvent the system. Turned out to actually and be then there's, negative. There's that was like just the Josh Gordon time sample, like you brought that up before. Like his one sample was it above, or the other sample was below. <laughs> I mean, the easiest way to put it. You know what I mean? So there's there's a loop, not loopholes, but there's yeah. there's uh, instances like that where crazy stuff can happen. And unfortunately, like too, Jones so. isn't. In the fans' eyes, he's well liked, but I feel like if this was DC on the other side they'd find some way to just sweep it under the rug. And Jones doesn't have that luxury because he's not very well liked around. Yeah, uh, but then he, like, intimidated from, from management, so. <laughs> employees. I don't know. It's not like, like anything would have happened. Or not like they could have really helped him anyway, but if there was a chance for them to help him, you know, I'm not sure that they're going to rush to do that other than the fact that, you know, he's probably their top fighter. Yeah, right he, now, uh, McGregor. He's a straight-up bully people in the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a bad dude at that time for sure. Yeah. Well, it might be a tough night for the UFC in a week, or in four days. Well, we can go there first. Yeah, he's yeah. really the only, well, only big draw, really. 
you got a couple of guys. I mean, it's like that story. You got a couple of guys coming up that could be a couple of older guys that could, could yep. come back and be. But he 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 was the number one draw going moving forward, and they they lost that again. So that's a tough way to tough Tuesday night for the for the UFC for sure. Um, might be Saturday might be so we could hop into that that'll wrap up the show unless you got anything else to cover oh you got other stuff though alright uh, like I said at the top of the show I thought this would have been the fall over over there alright well stand up dust yourself off like I said, I thought this would have been the the whole show, really, but we had some crazy stuff happen before the show. Um, anyway, there is a boxing match, in case you haven't heard, Saturday night at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. The notorious Conor McGregor versus Floyd Money Mayweather. Um, I don't know what time it'll be on. Probably like 11.30 or so they'll come out. Pay-per-view, 199.98, I think it costs. So find a place to watch it, buy it, stream it. Yep. Whatever you got to do. I was. Um, I was reading today. Yeah. Saturday night is finally happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was reading today. I that, told Troy uh, to come on and do it, but one of the sports books that works. And they wanted to be I texted named, them, but they, he didn't the, give you know, a prediction or what was the executive. Well, we teased this a little bit before in previous episodes, but it's finally happening. In Vegas, um, secret and anonymous, I guess. Mayweather. He said they're probably like three. I don't know. One of the McGregor's like plus three hundred at this point. And if Mayweather, I, read, I thought today on, wins, on the news that ninety anywhere from three to five three percent of all bets have been placed on so McGregor. That's just that's just a small sports super, book super in, dangerous in Las Vegas. Vegas I would so I can't even imagine, imagine what the bullets, big ones that are on the street <laughs> are gonna lose if because that's a major loss. When or if uh, McGregor wins this fight, oh, you can go. I mean, I. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, yeah, you you're right. You would imagine that of those seven percent, they would cover most of the ninety three percent. But if this small casino is saying, or the small sports book is saying, they might lose three to five million. I just I can't imagine what those big casinos are are gonna do. I guess, I guess, yeah, you're right. My point was that the 93% was not the same. Well, I, I guess what I what I just thought of is right. it said 93% yeah, right. of yep. all bets have been placed on McGregor, but you got to imagine that the big big money bets are on Mayweather. But we're on opposite sides of the viewpoints of the place, right? Yep. Okay, so, I don't know, but it's a big TV center yet. I definitely want McGregor to win. Um, I envision a way to go to 10 wins. I don't know if that'll happen, but there so is a path in the three for three, I think. Um, it's a viral path, a donkey. Yeah, you're right. I guess, I guess, yeah, you're right. My point was that the 93% is not the same distribution of money on both sides, is what I was trying to get at. Okay, so... So there's a lot of stuff like gambling and all that kind of stuff before the fight, which I'm, or that leads into the fight, which we can talk about. 
but we're on opposite sides of viewpoints of the fight, right? Yeah, I, I don't think. Okay, I think so what's happen I don't know if we need is... to dig too deep into that. I definitely right. want yeah, McGregor wins. McGregor to win. It's, um, uh, I envision through, a way where five, he can win. Knockout. I don't know if that'll happen, Rounds but I, there five, is a path knockout. to victory for sure. If he I doesn't think. get that, then um, it's a narrow path and bumpy and trees laying across it and uh, power lines might be down the there, but you know, it's there. You just probably gotta dig your way through rounds, it and find it. Maybe three or four of them. But the but most logical at the end and of most, the fight, um, uh, well, the most logical thing is Mayweather McGregor. Mayweather win. How I see it finishing um and i would imagine it's by um decision is that your vision of the fight yeah Yeah, I mean, if it goes a distance, it would take a a uh, hundred miracles in a row, or twelve miracles in a row. Well, not twelve, you know, whatever. What do you need to win? Seven, seven rounds you need to win. So it would take seven. It would take give or take seven miracles yeah. oh, for McGregor far. to win on points in a decision, and that adding into the 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 commission scoring it his way, which is probably never going to happen if it goes a distance, even if he looks like the winner, they'll probably never score his way. Um, but you're right. Um, if it goes the distance, Mayweather will, will, will use his scoring system that he knows so well and he'll win on points. But the, like you said, one through five, if McGregor comes out and he, you know, throws a glitch into the system of Mayweather's thinking, there is something there. But the appeal of this fight is the unknown, right? How the unknown of how McGregor is going to approach the fight? Really, that is the big unknown. How is he going to approach the yeah. fight? How unorthodox um, is he going to be? How yeah, I, I just think you know boxing aligned is he going to be? How mixed right, martial arts is he going to be? How so there is where, be you know what kind of hand movement is he going to be? Is he going to be that flowy hand movement he has in the octagon? Is he going to you know, you know, use like the same foot movement he uses in the octagon, the same distance control. So all that is unknown. Him. Everything and he doesn't quite that we've seen. I think that McGregor doing the octagon is going to come back. I mean, I'm sure he do, he's doing his own mixed martial arts. I'm sure he's mentioned Bruce couple times. then. So he is going super. It seems like he's going super unorthodox. He doesn't come with a unique look towards the fight. You know, because Floyd, yeah, no has, how that, translates that is an advantage to McGregor might have. Floyd just has gone up against boxers his whole life. Genius, so if really. McGregor can throw a do a new look at him, maybe just maybe he can catch him with something. Um, but I I think beyond just the unknown of how McGregor is gonna come out and fight and how uh, Mayweather is gonna counter it and you know that that's always gonna be interesting. But what I think is even more interesting is the unknown of what happens after the fight. If McGregor does win, I mean, if Mayweather wins, it's simple. Everyone says, 
we all told you, you know, boxer or a UFC guy can't come into the boxer's world and beat him at his own game. But if McGregor wins, I mean, it's just going to blow up. It's going to blow everybody's mind because they're going to be like, wait a second. You know, right. who then what other what other cross sport athlete can come in and dominate boxing? And to me that's really interesting is if if he wins, what does what's next for McGregor's career? Is he coming back to the UFC and fighting or is he gonna take on, you know, Triple G or Canelo? You know what I mean? Like is is this something that he's gonna continue to do because he's gonna make more money in the boxing if he can get super fights like this repeatedly. I would think so. I mean, definitely in the fight game. Yeah, okay, in the fight game. But even if you put them in the upper echelon of sports that are around the world, for sure. Right. Yep. Yeah, so the, so the world is a completely different place as far as sports are going to be there. Yeah. I was just going to say, bigger than Cristiano Ronaldo. That's how big. Uh, that's how big Conor McGregor is going to be around the world. Like it, the world can be ninety yeah, percent um, can love soccer, but they're going to all into, know Conor McGregor's name. Yeah. So what happens? Like okay, I'll get into that. What happens after Ronaldo, McGregor wins? Messi's is, name. He is like, the I, biggest I superstar that. the world's ever seen. Right. Yeah, because I mean you. Yeah. Okay. In the fight game, or even in in. He, Put them in the upper echelon of sports stars around the world, right. for sure. He, I mean, he could be... Yeah, so the, he so can, the world he can is a completely different place as far as yeah. the sports world goes if he wins. And you mentioned... You, you he mentioned does he go a, to... Oh, you, a Christian you gospel album, and people are going to buy it. Probably. At least at least in the conversation, for sure. Mm-hmm. You mentioned, and you mentioned, yep. you know, the big money is is probably in boxing if, if he does win, other than UFC. But the real big money is anything he wants to do if he wins. The big money is in TV or movies or. Yep. or uh, shoes or watches or a movie whatever it is the big money is anything he wants to do if he wins oh yeah that's, that's a yeah yeah for sure I mean that's 100% the truth and another thing yeah it's just um, there's, there's another mean, scenario that happens if I, he wins if he wins a little part the of UFC me just in I want to see I want to see Floyd belt, 50 you know I want him uh, to be Holloway, right, Kevin Lee, world, I think. that's what I consider him as so um, he's going to get called yeah, out you, you there, right? Whether Muhammad Ali was, and then Triple G Canelo is. Oh yeah, Mayweather. What, two Martin, weeks after. Um, May- Mayweather. But, so you got to think. So part of that, I just want to. I don't want him to win. Gregor, I want him to shut out Forty nine and zero. From the perspective, let's that, get a real boxer you know, in there and get him against. These them. guys can't just cross. So he's getting called out in UFC in boxing. He's just sitting back. Part of me wants to see what McGregor's going to do. I mean. After he wins, that that's a. I just want to see who steps up to the plate and challenges him. I mean, uh, he can literally just do whatever he wants, like you said. 
And that part to me is really interesting to see what he does. And he can only probably do that even if he loses and it's a close fight. Um, well, definitely of our generation, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because he could, in theory, if he comes out and it's a, even if it's a controversial, you know, maybe it's not even so controversial, but he just puts mm-hmm. up his own um, in that fight, and Mayweather wants to retire after it, he could still get the winner of Triple G and Canelo. Um, yeah, if he puts up a show and he and he puts, maybe he even gets Floyd, maybe if he knocks Floyd down once, um, anything that he does, as long as he doesn't go out and get completely dominated and just outpointed, yeah, like Mayweather's known like to do to out so many people. Not, but if he goes out and just getting and he, beat and up, he shows up and he puts out a good way, effort, and at the end of the could, day, I mean, he, that, that's he still loses. That. I could still see a scenario where, um, <clears throat> Triple G and Canelo go at it, and the winner of that calls out McGregor, and says, you know, so, and that could easily happen for another big payday because people would still watch that. I would still watch it, even if, and yeah. Yeah, realistically, if if he if he doesn't look, you know, lost in there. If he's a yeah. 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 Oh, I was just gonna say he's um with Jones presumably out of the picture, he's by far the biggest hey, right. thing in the in the fight have. game right now. And I don't think that there's any... I think he's even bigger than Mayweather. And that's before he fights Mayweather. Yeah, if, <laughs> I mean, if, I just... I do... I just, it's one of those things where he's anywhere, got complete upside. Uh, and um, this is really Mayweather's last uh, hurrah. Anywhere... I mean, he can still box any, into, his, into his 40s or whatever. He puts but up any kind of showing. Right. He's People will buy this level another of, boxing of hype surrounding him. he's competitive fight, at yeah. all, is what I was trying to say. If he's competitive at all, people will pay... For a triple G or Canelo bow right. for sure. Um, but oh, you're good. I, I have another. I was going back to a previous point, oh. but you can continue. Oh yeah, double whatever the first fight gets. <laughs> yeah. But the spectacle of seeing the bell ring and Mayweather McGregor walk to the center of the ring is going to be crazy. It's a crazy visual to even picture right now. Yeah, this is, well, I mean, Mayweather said this is it, I'm done. Oh, and we didn't even mention that. McGregor goes in and wins. Running at Floyd. How many people did the rematch get? I mean, he's just crazy. He's so crazy that, like, he might do it and he might land it. I mean, so you got to look at that. 
I really don't. And then, but I was going to go back to we we kind oh, of started off with talking about the unknown. Okay, it's, take, it's a draw to the unknown of McGregor. But I can see him just his strategy. I, the unknown of how Floyd's going to look after two years off and four years well, old. The unknown of will the unorthodoxness. I just figured it was a very unorthodox move, and nobody would ever try. But the spectacle of seeing. The bell ring and Mayweather, McGregor walk to the center of the ring is going to be crazy. Yeah, well, my it's a crazy my just visual. my it's even picture right now. It's just a crazy. I can visual. envision a time, or uh, I can envision it where McGregor does something that nobody else in the boxing world has ever done before, and whether that means, <laughs> well, like I said, like whether that means he he comes out and just sprints over to Floyd right away and just starts throwing bombs. Or, well, I don't, I don't know, I'm thinking outside the box, like, if he just, like, instead of running yeah. straight to the floor, he, like, runs to the left and just, like, sits and, like, stands uh, no, in the corner no and punch, come no over back to the though. corner. No, you know, no, just no, something no. that has never been seen before, because that's what <laughs> McGregor does, and then he dominates people. You know, he gives you he gives you that unknown look and that uncomfortable I mean, feeling, could, and then he dominates. Yeah, I, yeah like, it's uh, that maybe a variation what, of That is what McGregor is. You know, leaning way heavy on his front leg or something like that. If he does something like yeah. that, or if he does just do it, you know, straight up, where they both kind of stride towards the center of the ring and you know get it on, and Floyd does his best to play defense slash counter puncher, and McGregor does his best to well, that's got to be around. the game plan, right? This all yeah. So this all I don't know. Do you know it's crazy? We're gonna with we're gonna watch I it. I tried to get prediction from from Troy. He didn't take me back, so Conan it is kind of late. That's all right. He said if the um, opportunity arose, he would box Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. And There's a it kind of it's, uh, it's know, a heck of a spectacle. Like start, I said, it's a heck of a and then it just kind of picked up steam for every couple months, and then it would kind of die out. And then it would pick it's up steam, a, you know, a couple more it's a months later, and then it would die out. You know, could and then, be a twice in a lifetime, right? But well, definitely a, a once-in-a-lifetime so. fight from the perspective of, of the crossover appeal, you know, MMA, UFC. Um, from yeah, it's just a, it's just a crazy thing that's happening that I never thought would happen when they were talking about it. But it's coming Saturday, and uh, yeah, it's uh, gonna. Yeah. 
Well, they probably paid a lot of money to get that art card on Fox. <laughs> yeah, Saturday we're here. It's uh, it's a crazy thing. They had a, uh, it was like a kind of Boston who thing who they did today. It's like a, they show up to their hotels and it's kind of a media spectacle. So that happened today. Um, something else. Oh, the final press conference is tomorrow, I believe. And then the weigh-ins are Friday night and Saturday night, obviously, the fight. So there's two more things to watch this week, the press conference there and uh, the weigh-ins. Weigh-ins are probably be a, a freaking madhouse, I would imagine. So that'll be good TV. Um, the undercard is on Fox, I think, which is kind of weird, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything to say about that, really. I just thought that was weird that the undercard was on Fox. I can yeah, I can imagine for sure. Um, huh. That's a fun factoid. Yeah, it's a trick. Yeah, it's a, it's a Showtime production, so Mayweather Promotions, Showtime. Um, UFC started their embedded series up on their YouTube, so it's like their, you know, mini documentary leading up to the fight, so you can watch yeah. that. Mayweather's uh, own media company has put out their own kind of stuff. Uh, Mayweather's uh, striking coach has a vlog <laughs> that he does, so that's out there. Um, I mean, there's content all over YouTube if, if you need to get caught up on on the fight. You know, yeah. all the news that's been happening. Um, well, uh, a note from all of the uh, you know the Showtime documentary they did and UFCs they did. They're doing their embedded stuff. There is no footage of Mayweather inside of a boxing ring yeah so um i mean mayweather is a produce a executive producer of the showtime yeah. stuff so that's uh, you know an obvious speaking one there but the, even ufc stuff the there's nothing you see that they there's no training heavy bags for like you know 10 seconds so the showtime stuff was weird it was a big it was like a an extended commercial for a strip club out there. It was a, it was a strange strange thing. If you go back and watch those, it's weird. It's a weird thing. He's roller skating and that is a strip club out there. It's a weird. I mean, he's executive producer, so that's whatever. But um, yeah, it was a strange thing. But UFC does very good stuff, and the other stuff out there is good. Um, McGregor had a a Hall of Fame referee throughout his whole camp. Um, you know, refing in quotation marks the uh, the sparring session, so that'll be a big help with him following the rules and all that kind of all that kind of stuff that he needs to adapt to. Um, I think he, re I think he really that's... doesn't care. But I'm with you. Why in the hell would you make it? Yeah, easier? Want, okay, well, so why in the hell would you make his fist closer to his face? Agreement was and, ten ounces, which is. And you can't block it. Ten ounces because of the weight limit they're fighting at, which is the Nevada State Commission's rules. So Floyd kind of said, you know, we'll go to we'll fight in four ounce gloves. I don't care. We'll fight in eight ounce gloves. It doesn't matter. Connor said, okay, we'll fight in eight ounce gloves. And then Floyd said, okay, let's do it. Um, and then the commission voted on it, and they passed the it's a one time deal for eight ounce gloves. Um, I don't know. It's I. I don't know what Floyd was thinking, really. I don't know why he would want to go to 8-ounce gloves. I don't know if he thought it was just 
for show and then it kind of backfired on him or if he just is that yeah. confident that he thinks it doesn't matter I don't know what do you think I mean it, it, it's it's two ways it for his for his defense it's less yeah it's less blocking and for McGregor is known for his power obviously yeah. it's it's obviously less padding to come into your face and if you if he can land that left hand or right hand shot so it doesn't make much sense um, apparently I mean McGregor's yeah. happy with his eight ounce gloves I saw well, I think he's he, confident he just doesn't care you know, he just, and it's it, he's like, it, whatever okay so it. for mean. perspective MMA gloves are only four ounces but they're fingerless. There's less oh, yeah. padding on the wrist, yeah. and you know, none on the inside there. there, around the thumb and stuff. So, and so this, these boxing yeah. is going to be eight yeah, ounces, but like 20 the of them, I think. weight distribution is going to be, you know, the the, the knuckles are going to be pretty I mean, pretty damn close to what I think a, a MMA glove is going to look like. You know, maybe a little bit more padding, but you got the wraps in there, you got the tape in there. If you hit with that, it's going to hurt. <laughs> you know. Compared to boxing, uh, compared to sparring in those 16, 16 ounces, I think they use in boxing. Yeah, I don't sparring, know. Maybe so. that's controlled under the UFC contract. From my perspective, for Mayweather, I don't think, but he, I would guess he's just that confident. Or, like I said, he didn't never thought it would happen, and it kind of bit him in the ass a little bit. But. Yeah, he was eating it. He's eating Burger King on the last embedded. Huh. Show so, yeah. Get that channel seventy nine patch on him. Yeah, it's probably one in the, in the strip club out there. Jesus, Burger King's pretty got pretty good burgers. Yikes. That's true. Um, for some I don't understand why, but Mayweather's or I, I don't know what Mayweather did either. But McGregor hasn't signed an apparel deal yet. Which makes absolutely no sense to me, but no, he's not uh, not locked into the Reebok deal. He's a free agent for his apparel brand. He signed he's two. Probably gonna come out in big. Uh, brand. I think he signed with like a online casino in Europe <laughs> for a short sticker, and uh, Monster Energy will be on the shorts as well. But other than that, no other sponsors have been announced. Yeah. So, so your final prediction is, yeah, McGregor, um, McGregor ten, I think it's well knockout. The, the short patches were five million or ten million, I think, and then the corner corner sponsorship is ten or fifteen, I think. Yeah. And then like he, and then like you know who's, he, I it looks all signs point that he's staying with Reebok, so he's probably gonna get. Uh, well, it's Sanchez's mind money through, but he is free to wear, you know, Nike shoes in the ring or Nike shorts well, or socks also gonna, or whatever it is, yeah. and that would be a big price as well. Actually, it's going to be kind of interesting as well too. So, what happens in like the tenth, eleventh, twelfth round when McGregor knows he might, he's I hope losing? Not, but he like, might. Is he just going to go out there and just start swinging? Uh, it's just weird that he, that would be a weird that show. he didn't and sign he somebody. Catch, I mean, capitalize in the eleventh round if he catches him with something. Like, it's not out of the possibility he doesn't not just knock him out in the 11th round, but I just... <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, that has to be my prediction, really. McGregor by 
by uh, by knockout, and it's got to be early in the first half of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, if it goes later than that, it's it's Mayweather on points because that's just what he does. I mean, unless unless we what we know about the world is wrong and McGregor can go out there and box him, which is probably not probably not going to happen. But yeah. Yep. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I mean, if he if if he's down. Let's say it's the, the 11th round, he's down like 6 to, what, 6 to 4 on the sword guards, and he just goes crazy. I mean, yeah, you're right, I didn't even think about that scenario, but yeah. that is a very possible scenario. I mean, all yeah. signs point to McGregor being in, in phenomenal yeah, shape, so he shouldn't, he shouldn't tire out, you know, by person. the end of the round, and, and Mayweather's always in good shape. Well, as far as you know, like another, uh, no, he's 40, he hasn't fought in two years. Is he still in that kind of shape? Is his, is his uh, no, quick, is, you know, is his, is his quick muscle twitch? Oh, yeah, my prediction fast like it was before. It's decision, reaction time. Decision. It says it was for, it's, the unknown is, is the theme of the fight, really. Um, yeah, so uh, if, if, I, if Troy gets us a prediction, I'll, I'll put it up and we can put it on the website. Um, but... That's it. Hopefully we can watch it. I don't know what the plan is Saturday. Yeah. I pretend to be a UFC there's an after, expert, but The after party is at the bar in the hotel, so maybe we could talk them into getting it. Nope. Or just go up to somebody's room and everybody throw 20 bucks in. Yeah. So we'll figure that out. Um, we have a fans. Or do you want to talk about the fight anymore? Yeah. yeah well, your prediction is Mayweather on on the on the cards. Okay. All right. I like that. I mean, that's. I mean, what we know about the yeah, world, that's probably what's going to happen. But you never know. The unknown. Or anything, so we kind of can't um, really. So we. That's it. That's our fight recap. Um, we don't. I mean, I don't pretend to be an expert in, in boxing yeah. or fighting, so <laughs> we're not going to break it down in anything crazy like that. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's a a ten person. Yeah, the sweet science is uh, not most one of the science normal. I, am. I guess Smart if you want to say sure. it that way. Um, most but like I said, there's all the other aspects of the casinos, the, the sports books being broken into a little bit. Uh, uh, broken into the merchandising a little you know, bit. No bells um, and whistles, no PPR, the, no the potential outcomes of, you know, no of the fight if McGregor wins. Nothing I mean, like it's that. Uh, it's just the straight up standard. Uh, multi level of things going on uh, here. Only one so that I do like that. The rest it'll of be interesting. Are at least PPR and uh, that's and it for the fight. That's it for everything. Uh, you guys have a couple other things. Yep. I just want to mention we have our first Yeah, we both have our first names draft Thursday. Mafro's League. So we'll talk about that next week for sure. You know, some years we have to draft our starters first and then we can then yeah I mean it's hard, it's hard to preview it because we don't know what um, position we're drafting this year or going to 14 anything teams. like that so so 
I thought about that so earlier too. If we could, you know, very scarce, talk about something, very but finite it's too hard to know players. Um, so there's just a bunch of different leagues, but yeah, the one on Thursday is just the just the cookie cutter version of a uh, fantasy league, and and I kind of <laughs> like that because it's different than my other ones. Yep. Yeah, so we have we have that one Thursday. And then I have one Friday with my family. Yeah, definitely definitely buy the book. Yeah, yours is with Troy, right? Yep. Yeah, so last week when Luke was on, he kind of asked me who he should keep um, with his keeper. And I think I... If I remember right, I think I told him Breeze in like the eighth round. Um, he was thinking. I hope I'm not sp- spoiling Luke. Oh yeah, uh, it's gonna be crazy. Well, he said. I guess he said it on the podcast. So I guess he's telling people. Yeah. So he had Breeze in the eighth, which he could keep for two more years, which is I think I. And then he has Davis Bryant. I think at the end of. The thing at the end of the draft. Yeah, I like that's why. So, I mean, I wouldn't like it if my, if I all my um, like it, but I, I like it. I helped him out a little too. bit last week. I think ultimately I said Bryant because it's hard to argue with, you know, having that talent that late. Um, oh, I have one. Yeah, I have one Saturday. I was just wondering <laughs> the, for the late on Friday. So I have the sixth reception. Pick. Yeah, I'm just wondering so, who you would take. So we'll both have two uh, to break down. Pretty next sure. Week, so that'll be good. Yeah, everybody's available. I'm pretty sure that it's going to start through all of the, you know, back channels and through the grapevine that I've been pulling out. I'm pretty sure the league is going to start with David Johnson, number one, to my brother. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, number two. Number yeah, three, believe it or not, is going to be LaShawn uh, McCoy, tomorrow, which I thought was head-scratching so. at first. Doesn't and then matter. I looked at his last year. He actually was really productive last year. Um, number four is Devontae Freeman. Number five is Antonio Brown. So then I have pretty much, if it falls that way, a pick of Julio, Odell, or Mike Williams. Or anybody else you would throw. I'm leaning towards Odell. Yeah, last round. Yeah. Or, I mean, Mike Evans. Sorry. Yeah, I pick Odell. Yeah, it's P- I mean, PPR, it's a little bit strange, not that it matters too much, but the there's two running backs, two wide receivers, and then two flex, <laughs> so you can kind of stockpile any position, really, um, but yeah, you're thinking Odell. Who's number four running back? Yeah. Yeah, and Bell. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, it's gonna be interesting because I was thinking about this the other day. If if I was at the back half of that draft, say I was picked ten. Oh, and I see yeah, the first Odell four picks, all there. running backs. I'm pretty thinking to myself, I got to take a running back because I'll never get a running back again. 
Be because by the time it gets back to me, so I'm thinking at six, like I'm gonna take Odell, but then I, I'm almost making myself pick a running back in the second round because like those other picks, I might not get one again for a very long time. Yeah, that's a lot of And I don't want to be picking um, out of the bottom of the barrel, here. which is like Carlos Hyde um, or David Johnson gone, Sean McCoy gone, um, Freeman gone. Or any of those guys. Antonio so, Brown gone. Second, my first round. No, it'll be oh, and, uh, uh, 18, I think. Three? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of them three, um, really, but I would <clears> go with Odell. So, just I like him the most. I'll have to see what it shakes up, but it's, it's just so hard to look down and see Odell, like... Because I'm talking running back in the first round with those four off the board. Then I'm looking at people like DeMarco Murray, Melvin Gordon. Like, I, I don't know. I don't like those guys. Like, I would much rather have Odell than those guys. Oh, I, mean, I mean, if I was pick 11, 12, maybe. But definitely not <laughs> For six. Sure. You got to take... You can't pass. You can't leave Odell and Julio on the board. It's just not... It's not smart. <laughs> You're, in my opinion, I'm overthinking it if I take any running back. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm leaning towards. But you'll be Friday to coach me. that, like fourteen. Yeah, we'll be here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably tweet out our picks during during the draft. Maybe we'll do something like that on Thursday. On the the non PPR where we're in. Well then we might as well yeah, just start tweeting. Go, I wouldn't take those guys in the first round. You know, he finished second last year in that league. Really? Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I looked. I. Yeah, I looked at the I looked at the standings the other day, and I had to take a double take because I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, if you take any of those Paul three wide receivers, that. that's your best bet. Yeah, and take running back, swing it back around. It's true. He he finished second. He had a. I think he even had like the best record in the league. That's right, too. <clears throat> Oh jeez, Kurt left a league league manager note. Did you read it? Yeah, we'll be here uh, Thursday too. We'll be able to. Oh, is that all? I other. just see the headline is another year, and another trophy for one, the king. Uh, next <laughs> Thursday, I think, and Saturday, Mafros, uh -huh. and then that's it. Yeah, that's that's funny. <clears throat> oh wait. Yeah. yeah, we could do that. Or if, or yeah, he finished if second. Paul draft somebody stupid, we can tweet that. Ajayi, Montgomery, <laughs> Antonio Brown, Amari Cooper. Did he? I mean, he had he had, he had a really good team in one of the leagues. I, I thought it was the Mastros, but anyway, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up as the last point or last thing. That's all I got for the week. All right, everybody. I guess that's go. We figured out the microphone uh, situation for everybody, and we're good to go from now on. Um, but if we're not, we'll yeah, that's crazy. Find a solution eventually. Uh, so yeah, I did. It's just like to where to send the money in that.
Yeah, it's just like a like an introduction or whatever. Nothing crazy. Yep. All right. Good night. Bye. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That's all. You, that's all you got for the week. All right, everybody. I guess that's the show. Um, hopefully we figured out the uh, microphone situation for everybody and we're good to go from now on. Um, but if we're not, we'll keep working on it for you and find a solution eventually. Uh, so, shout out to everybody listening. Follow our Twitter for fantasy football stuff coming soon. Um, watch the fight this weekend. We got some links on the Twitter to the website to the donation page. Um, shout out to that, and we'll be at you next week for a fantasy recap, fight recap, probably some more current events, and, uh, we'll have a good show for you next week, too.